Eloquentia perfecta ex machina. Eloquentia perfecta ex machina. Eloquentia perfecta ex machina. Welcome to Eloquentia perfecta ex machina, a podcast series devoted to the teaching of rhetoric and composition with and through a range of media, and focusing on the writing program at St. Louis University. On this podcast, we interview instructors about how and why they use multimodal approaches, and we have instructors interview other instructors about the nuts and bolts of particular tools and assignments. In this episode, episode three, Lauren Turbrock sits back down with Dr. Heather bozant Witcher to discuss a specific project Heather has assigned in English 1900, a podcast version of the Disoy Logoi project discussed in episode one. All right, I'm back in the studio with Dr. Heather bozant Witcher, assistant professor of English here at SLU. In the last episode, Heather spoke about why she uses new media in her writing classes, and today she's going to tell us about a project she assigns her students. Welcome back. Thanks. So last time you spoke about process, what it is about new media that explores some of the composing, um, some of the composing process for your students. Can you now describe for us a long-term multimodal project your students work on? Maybe walk us through like the time you assign it to when they turn it in. Absolutely. I think the assignment that would probably work best is something that uh, started initially in my business writing class um, in the 4,000 level course here at SLU. And it started out as a podcast um, and it was used as a sort of trend analysis for my students to think through what current trends they saw um, when they were working with this particular client or company um, and offer advice for that client based on the trends that they were researching. And I let my students decide on the format for that particular assignment, and they chose the podcast. And so that originated in 4000, and then I transferred that idea to my 1900 for the Desoy Logoi. And so the Desoy Logoi is, as many 1900 instructors already know, meant to give multiple facets of a different argument. And I think that the podcast is the most useful way of doing that because you can situate yourself as a kind of round table. And so when I give the assignment sheet, the first thing that I do is I have my students find some of their favorite podcasts and we listen to them in class and just kind of get familiar with the genre. And I know that now the the CAI Lab has uh, in their library some really interesting and intriguing books on creating effective podcasts. So I would encourage instructors um, to and students to look at those to get some ideas on how to uh, start creating a podcast, but also the kinds of concerns that podcasts have, because a lot of times students will bring in podcasts that are like serial, right, Um, where it's this long narrative drawn out, and that's not actually the kind of podcast that we're looking at. So I'll let them kind of just have fun the first Uh, class period by bringing in the kinds of things that they are interested in. And then I try and gear them towards things like the PBS NewsHour, which has, um, you know, a bunch of more scholarly people, uh, more effective researchers who are able to give opinions 
briefly, concisely, and well-researched. All the things that I'm looking for in my Desoilo Goy project. So that's the first week of class, essentially, is just getting my students familiar with the genre and what's out there and the kinds of things that they can model themselves on. And then I introduce the technology. So I'll, I always use GarageBand. I know that uh, some students don't have Macs, so they will use Audacity. Um, and I always tell my students, I'm very forthcoming about the fact that I am more familiar with GarageBand, uh, so I'm more likely to be able to help them in that respect. But hey, if they want to go off their own, do it. That's, that's up to them. And I just give them a week to play around. I have them interview one another in class. I have them use the podcast studio in the CAI lab um, and set up times for them to use uh, inside of class as well as outside of class. But it's just about getting them comfortable with hearing themselves talk and outlining for themselves. And then the next uh, focus is their own individual research. So all of my projects in 1900 and 4000 are collaborative. And so I'm also very concerned with how they are doing their research, how they are individually finding sources, but then coming together to talk to their groups and uh, unify all of their different individual components into one cohesive whole. And again, in class, I'll have them create a podcast that gets them, again, familiar with the setup, the technology, where they're basically telling their group what their individual components are and how they see their research fitting into the overall argument. So kind of like a jigsaw puzzle, right? Um, and so once they've gotten familiar with the technology, They've gotten familiar with the kind of research and outline of their argument. Then they move into a disoilo goi. And so we practice in class. Uh, so if this is like a Tuesday, Thursday class, the Tuesday they would have roundtable presentations in my class. So they would do a dry run of the podcast to their peers and get peer review. Uh, so that's how I also incorporate peer review in the drafting process. Uh, it's still very important when you have multimodal compositions. You just have to kind of do it in a, in a different way. And then I give them um, the next class period to workshop. Uh, but by the end of that class period, or at least by the end of the day, they have to turn in the assignment. So by the third week of the Desoy Logoi, they should have a draft, a working outline of what it is that they want, uh, and then they get that peer review. And then next time they have the final project due. Wonderful. So, um, yeah, the podcast definitely seems like a great um, tool to use in order to show those multiple mm -hmm. sides of the argument. What do you think are the advantages or disadvantages of assigning a specific um, a specific medium like a podcast versus giving them free reign over all the different options that the lab has? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the advantage, especially if you're starting with the first assignment, 
of the semester, I think giving them structure is important. Um, and I like the podcast because it's versatile. Uh, it can be used later in a video. It can be used on a website. It can be used in all these different genres and formats. And so they can always use what they've already done and maybe edit it out or uh, change it around in some, some ways and then move it into another multimodal composition, which I think is important. Um, but I will say that I structure it first using a specific medium, but then later their uh, video or their multimodal argument is completely up to them. I give them a range of options. They could do another podcast or a series of podcasts at that point, um, a video argument, um, a photo essay, whatever it is that they think is going to be most suited to their uh, audience and message. Wonderful. Um, I'm really interested in how you you have your students work in collaborative groups. Um, do you run into any issues or um, anything in particular with them working in collaborative groups, particularly as they work with um, work with the technology? Of course, there's always going to be issues. Um, whenever you get multiple people in the same room or context together. But I think the, the first thing that I always tell instructors is that we just, again, want to assume that students already know how to work together. And that's a false assumption. In order to have effective collaboration, you should be teaching your students how to effectively collaborate. And that includes cre cre creating guidelines, uh, group guidelines, uh, particularly for a 1900 class uh, or people who are hesitant to use group work as a means of their sole grading apparatus. Um, so effectively teaching strategies for problem solving and leadership is key. And that also plays a role in how they come to the technology, because if they're effectively working together, they're going to feel comfortable asking one another uh, for help on the project. I think it's also important that they assess their own strengths and weaknesses as individuals prior to all of their assignments, and then dole out tasks based on those strengths and weaknesses. So ideally, each group is going to have someone who maybe has a Mac or is familiar with various technologies, and that can be the go-to person. But they're not just working in their little isolated groups. They're also working as a class collaboratively. So they feel more comfortable talking with one another. So I find that collaboration also helps with discussion uh, as well as um, making the multimodal project a bit easier. It sounds almost like um, having them work in those collaborative groups exposes yet another layer of the composing process that you spoke about in the last episode. Oh, absolutely. It really encourages the drafting and planning uh, phase of the writing process because they're realizing how important it is to talk out their ideas with one another before simply making it onto the written page. And it also gets past that stigma of that blank white page that students sometimes struggle with and that we have of course, struggled with ourselves. Right, right, definitely. Well, um, we're wrapping up here, but do you have any last bits of advice 
again, I think that uh, having a structured means of laying out the multimodal assignment is going to be key. Knowing that, of course, you yourself could get flustered with the technology is also a part uh, that you should be familiar with, but it's also a way for your students to also see uh, that they too can struggle and that it all ends up just fine in the end. Uh, it can also be a sort of uh, bonding experience between your students. Um, but I do think that ultimately the structure of laying out piece by piece is going to be helpful for you as an instructor, but it also gives uh, some structure and guidance to your students as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. <laughs> If you'd like to get involved in this podcast series, to share an assignment or tool, or even to pitch an interview, please contact me, Nathaniel Rivers, at nathaniel.rivers at slu.edu. Eloquentia perfecta ex machina. Eloquentia perfecta ex machina.